All right, yo, we are live. This is a Be People podcast episode, I don't know. And uh, I got my man Steve from Ethereal Sun Cases here. And uh, we are at NobCon 2017. So, tidbit, uh, myself and the organizers of NobCon 2017, we set this up to go live so that I could do the Be People podcast from the show. And then I realized at the time that I was scheduled to do the show, I got to get out of here and go jump on a plane. So <laughs> we're doing this a little bit early. My man Steve is joining me. I got Ken over here. Hey, what's up? Yeah, and, and for the record, this is exactly what happened uh, last year as well. Um, so I just want to point that out and make you look bad. <laughs> what happened, Ken? Where you at? I'm here. Can, can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can hear you. I can hear. You. Oh, I, I just I'm not used to you saying like that little and, and then stop it. <laughs> uh, well, I kind of like pseudo just woke up slash football mode, so I'm kind of like you know go Eagles, but uh, I'm kind of yeah yeah. So um, hey, uh, real quick, want to say that um, though I'm not at KnobCon because um, I'm working on a project here. I couldn't make it out there. I want to say a quick shout out to a couple of people. Uh, oh. Delptronics for, um, they had, they, they were repping Flux with it out there. They had uh, shirts with my case on there and Steve Baker of Ethereal Sun was kind enough to post a picture of that up on Instagram. So Oh um, yeah, your presence was felt, man. You oh, you're here, Ken. It was hilarious. I'm sitting there right across the electronics booth, right across, and Guitar uh, uh, Voltage did your shirt. I knew you had it, and all of a sudden I see this shirt. I go, I know that case. <laughs> <laughs> so just to let you know, I think my wife's buying the dress. So yeah, that's that's actually um in the uh, Ethereal Sun case, and at the time, at the time, it was the largest case you had done. Correct. <laughs> However, and this is the case right here, and uh, see if people can see that. Yeah. Well, te technically, Ken, it's still the largest case. I got one that's in the works that'll be bigger, but so far, it's still the biggest. Yeah. Yeah, especially with that three-foot shelf you got on the top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that shelf comes in handy. I'm so happy that we got that done. Um, I've been nothing but happy with my case. Uh, the, the the shelving on top gets used a ton and just how substantial and, and chunky it is because I, I specifically requested that it be, you know, very deep and, and very large so that it would not um, have any kind of like wobble to it. And hmm. if I wanted to put like extra power inside of it, like linear power supplies, I would have plenty of room and plenty of airflow. And power battery, you know, put a car battery that you wanted. <laughs> the green rails look amazing on it so yeah they do can and, and you know what it i mean obviously green works for you really well right i don't know why green works for you so well maybe because you're going to make sure there's plenty of green in any space where ken puts his face <laughs> but yeah the green rails look real good man yeah green has been my favorite color ever since as long as i can remember and yeah so and and as you can tell my whole studio kind of has a green theme about it so um yeah it, it i was so happy when i talked to him at knobcon i said i said could you do neon green rails and he was like yeah we could do that <laughs> <Sold>! <laughs> no doubt 
So, hey, man, have you heard about any any cool stuff at Knobcon so far? No. I got a couple things that uh, a couple of things that I haven't gotten to check out that mm -hmm. are out there um, that I'm interested in. There's a few things that I have gotten to check out that are out there as well. Um, the rabid elephant. Um, oh, what's it called? It's it's oh. like a, it's like a low. It's it's a dual low pass gate from mm -hmm. rabid elephant. Um, but it doesn't use Vactrols in it, but it, and it lets you shape your 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 low pass gate. That thing I got to use it out. Um, he's from out in Philly, and I got to use it at a Philadelphia synth meet. The build quality and sound quality of that thing is phenomenal. Um, I'm it dying. Looks great. I gotta I gotta say it looks great. My uh, guy trust and I stopped by the booth and saw it, and and um, he was I was busy, so we didn't get a chance to check it out. You see, did you see the back plate of it? No. Oh man, he 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 does not joke around. Like the back plate's all sealed in and everything. Like it's it's really well made, and um, I mean it it shows. Like he he we, we kind of had a conversation about over engineering modules, and and he's kind of <laughs> he kind of he he takes pride in how far he takes his modules, and and yeah, he, really good stuff. So I I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you're looking for a low pass gate you know check that module out um, yeah the wmd uh metallic percussion module mm -hmm. uh, i haven't gotten a chance to check that out that looks really cool too I'm, I'm definitely interested in that oh you know speaking of percussion modules have you heard of future retro yeah well future retro has been around for a while but um, yeah, they haven't done modules right is this like this is new for them to do modules right i think so yeah if, if you get a chance, because he's right there near you. Actually, he's right when you come in the door. Okay. By where you move this. So in Exhibit Hall C, there's the first guy you see. Oh, yeah. And so he's made some uh, touch plate controllers that are you know pretty power pack, a lot of dope features. But right now, he has these drum modules. It's just these little Eurorack drum modules. And one of them. Transient. Yeah, transient. Transient is it. And one of them uh, is all like 808. And. 909 or, or just classic um rolling drum machines and he has it all packed in there so it's a drum module with all those things but you can morph between sounds so he has a drum in there called 809 right <laughs> so you can morph between the 808 and the 909 you can throw lfo in there you know turn up the cb and it'll literally like you can make like a pumping type of sound, like an old crappy compressor, yeah. or you can take it and and it's literally morphing between the two so fast that even before the drum is done with one hit, you heard both of them at various points in the hit. So it's real dope. This is the now that's one. Yeah, right there it is. I'm showing it right now, and I'm talking just so that uh, because you don't have toolbox on your phone, I don't think. So I'm I'm trying to talk yeah. about it. Switches to my frame so that people can see it. Yeah. But, yeah. This is the transient module module and it has a cool little oled display it looks a, it looks a little bit like how um the oled display that might be on like a a mini log or maybe like uh some of the uh it's oled almost reminiscent of like a dsi type thing mm -hmm. um, big knobs on that thing nice nice size knobs on it yeah, yeah. guys uh, not so small fingers yeah yeah and it's nicely spaced you would think like well is it going to be cramped and it's not it's not cramped at all, and and I mean I appreciate those big knobs too. It's a it's a good design. It's kind of minimal. It 
it's a pretty powerful thing. Now, this is the first one, the, the one with the rolling sounds in it. Then there's a new one that looks just like it, but it has little bits of copper in the design on the faceplate. Wow. And it's all his own drum sounds that he designed. He said he went around the house um, scratching on paper and cardboard and hitting on things and beatboxing. And, and so it's like you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all like found sounds and then he did his design and put it all in there and, and he's doing the same sort of thing. You can work between two sounds nice. and throw CV in it and do all these kinds of cool things. And he literally just kind of, he had a voltage block that he was using with it. So he threw some voltages in there and uh -huh. a little trigger and it sounded like tribal futuristic drums. Like it was almost like he went to an African tribe and took them to Mars. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was crazy. It's real dope. What's the width of that module, Ken? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> no, Maybe I'll 14? <laughs> Maybe 14, something like that. And by the way, Ken, I, I went out to the car to get my laptop, so we're, we're not on the mobile phone. Oh, you are on your laptop. Okay, that's good, that's good. Um, yeah, that, that thing looks really cool. Um, I heard Noise Engineering is doing some 5U stuff, which is cool. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the other thing that I saw? There was uh something, and of course, man, the the main thing that I'm like so drooling about, and it's not even fair because Paul is just like, yeah, man, that E three fifty two, E three fifty two, Mister. Oh man, that's like wavetable sex right there. Like I want one of those so bad. So um, you, man, I sat with Paul. And, you know, sometimes I don't, you know, I'm talking to Paul and, and I'm like, hey, good to meet you. He's like, yeah, no, you are. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I waved to him. He's like, like I, yeah, I think I know you. You're right. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, how you doing, <laughs> And he showed me this thing, man. Like, I didn't know it was that deep. So it was a wave table synthesis. And everybody's crying around like, we got to see the thing that, that Paul oh, has. Yeah. There, right? <laughs> and and uh, it's a wave table synthesis. But it has a software you can put on your computer, and it has all these different slots and banks, like so many banks. I think you put 64 wavetables in a bank, but you can warp between the wavetables, or you can set different voltages to jump rhythmically from one wavetable to another one. It doesn't have to be in succession. Um, he sampled something today, Ken. He, he took a bit of the Three Stooges, where they, you know, where they say, cycling. Yeah. Turned that into a wavetable, and it was just crazy. He had to actually... Um, really play it for me again to show me like this is the Three Stooges. I was like, nah, it can't be, but it was, and it's one of the dopest things I've seen. So Ken, I gotta have one. Man. Yeah, and we have a few friends that have them, and uh, you know, I and my 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 very good friend uh, William McKnight of Sonic Expansion, and uh, he's been teasing me like throughout the week, like, oh, look at this, <laughs> look at this, look at that. And I'm just like, oh, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all I want to say to Willie is, damn you, Willie. Just just because. <laughs> you you just, you about to cost me some money because you got that wave table set up there like that. You got the E352. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's seriously, it's quite ridiculous. And, um. Yeah, I, that's that's probably like top of my list right now for for lust. Um, I can see that. Yeah, 
I've been, yeah, I've been kind of just trying to, um, you know, stay abreast of what's going on out there. There, there's other things at KnobCon too that I was interested in. Like, uh, I saw the introvert was performing again, and I really like his stuff. Um, and it, it looks like there was a lot of cool jam sessions going on, uh, <laughs> which I, I really like the atmosphere of KnobCon. It's not like it's a very different vibe than something like. Um, it's very it's different. Vibe. It's more of a community vibe more than like a show, a commerce show. Because it's like, it's such a niche vibe and, you know, everybody there is a little bit quirky and they're okay with it. And it's just very much like... Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm right here. We got 1010 Music in here. He's pouring coffee. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Hey, you got you got a couple minutes to explain yeah. to us what the big box and stuff does? Sure. Would you like to, to go see you? I really want to talk. You're the person going out, you know, I'm doing a podcast, so okay. why not have you talk a little bit? So this is, uh, what, what's your name again? Aaron Higgins. Aaron Higgins from 1010 Music. So you do the BitBox. Can you tell us a bit about the BitBox? Yes, so the BitBox is a 24-bit sampler uh, that has a touchscreen and has a grid that looks a little bit like an NPC or, or does some Ableton-like things as well, like looping. Mm -hmm. uh, including recording and playing back the loops in quantized format. Okay, okay. But you have like, so you have three different versions of it, right? Or is it the same box with different uh, you could, firmware? You could call it either of those. You've got okay. um, three boxes that do three different things, but you can swap between them using different firmware. Mm -hmm. So you've heard about Bitbox now. You've also got Effectsbox, which mm -hmm. was released a few months ago. It's kind of a live effects or sequenced effects, you need to punch them in with the touchscreen, mm -hmm. or you can use a sequencer behind the scenes to get them going. Um, or you just set them up and have static effects going on. Yeah, yeah. That's the second product. Okay. Uh, the third product is Synthbox, which is just now shipping. It's a four-note polyphonic synthesizer. Oh, dope. Um, has uh, two wavetable oscillators per voice. Wow. And a number of presets. Um, so we went with a professional sound designer to get the Best sounding wavetables and some decent, some great sounding patches as well. Okay, okay. But of course, you can do all your own stuff from scratch if you prefer. Right. Or start with our stuff and dial your way in. Okay. So, uh, how many wavetables can you can you start? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that I have the um the module pulled up. If you want to screen share it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's thank you. That's very helpful. Um. Then I can also walk you through. You can control this via MIDI or you can control that via CV. And each of the voices can be sent to individual outputs, so one output per voice, mm -hmm. or you can use a stereo mix download. Nice, nice. So this you almost have like a, a little system of, of boxes. Anything on the horizon for? Yes. In fact, we're showing um, another piece today that's not yet on the website called Toolbox. Okay. That is a different hardware platform. You know, we've gone a little crazy with the boxes. <laughs> but, you know, it's working. Yeah, the box brand. It's <laughs> Um, Toolbox is a Swiss Army knife sequencer slash control voltage generator. So oh, you've got, nice. You know, eight sequencers under one roof mm -hmm. uh, with eight CD outs and um, the LFOs. Sorry, excuse me. Like an like ornament on crime, but a little bit more expanded than that? Um, it's, it's a couple differences. It's not open source, it's more um, proprietary. It definitely has way more outputs. Okay. Nice. So I think Ornaments and Crime is maybe two and two, something like mm -hmm. that. It is two and two. I, I believe so. I, I have Ornaments and Crime. I think it is two and two. But yeah, so yours actually, because you have the way you've laid it out like a, 
four by four grid, then you have the outputs exactly for that. Is that how it works? Yeah, it's it's very literal of like each grid has its own output, which mm -hmm. kind of keeps it a little simple as well. Mm -hmm. That you can always know like this grid has this sequence going with it, and this other grid has these jacks going against it, mm -hmm. so that it's mm -hmm. it stays in tune with having a wire dedicated to a single purpose. And nice. Doing you know, one on the synth box modules and, and the, the effects module and all that, the uh, the little matrix of, of jacks on the front, are those gate inputs or what are those? On the, um, the synth box and, and its partner products, those are all CV inputs. I and mean, largely we're using them for gates on the box. Mm -hmm. um, in the case of synth box, we're using them for CVs. And in effects box, they're also being used for gates. So the, the hardware itself it treats them as CVs. Okay. That's a lot of CV. It is. <laughs> it is. Nice, nice. So what was the, the inspiration for doing it in the style that you did it? I mean, it's a real flexible format that you have. Yeah. So I guess it's, um, I came from doing a lot of software and a lot of iOS stuff. So like touchscreens made a lot of sense to me and they, they add a lot of value and mm -hmm. they make things very intuitive and direct. Mm -hmm. But if you use the phone, like getting stuff on and off of it is a gigantic yeah, right, right. <laughs> Marry the best parts of a touchscreen with the best parts of Monster, which you have interconnects. Okay. And it seems like something that, that we can do you know, that others might not be able to do as easily. Okay, okay. Real cool. I love it, man. So now, and as uh, Bitbox is the sampler, right? Right. So, okay, I always ask anybody at your right that makes samplers, like, so I'm, Ken and I come from, like, drum machine, MPC, machine sort of backgrounds. Yeah. And so it's a different world of sampling and how you use samples in Eurorack. So like that whole, it, it's just so different. Like how would you, if, for somebody like me coming to you, I'm like, hey, I'm an MPC user. How can I use your product? Or how do you like bring it to somebody like me? That, yeah, for the MPC user, we generally point out that it's like a grid of one shots. So I can certainly do that. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, you can get into slicing. You can you know do micro type things. You can oh, do nice. modulations of the start positions. Mm -hmm. um, I could be able to MPC does that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has a lot of modulations. Forgive me, I don't know if, if MPC can do. Actually, my, uh, by the way, MPC does not do that modulation of the start position. Okay. That's some electron stuff actually does it. But you know what? That just the the four by four grid is so familiar. But I've learned to kind of take the the sample, the Eurorack sample world for what it is. And because it's its own special thing. So I think that's pretty interesting, especially when you do it, that it just seems real accessible. Yeah, we wanted to make something that's really apparent and direct, that mm -hmm. just this gate controls the sample, yeah. period. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think that is definitely common with an NBC. Like you've got a dedicated button, right. now a dedicated tech pad, and a dedicated sample. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I would start there. Um, it, you can much like things like pitch, uh, gain, um, about start time and mm -hmm. slicing. I think the newer NPCs do get into like recycle style. Yeah, yeah. slicing. slicing yeah, yeah. And you can use some of that on the boxes. Okay, nice, nice. Well, cool, man. I appreciate it. I'm really, uh, I dig the work that you do. I remember seeing you at NAM. And so, yeah. Yes. I saw <laughs> synth box and effects coming. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? We've been so. talking about that for a long time. It's nice to yeah. ship it. And are they shipping now, both of them? Yes. All three effects box, bit box, and synth box are now shipping. Okay, and what's the price point on? Price point is, is $599.95. Okay. And that's available from our website or from dealers worldwide. Okay.
Perfect, man. Appreciate you stopping through. Thank hey, you. I, I tell you, I, I, you know, no, that's, that's sorry to put you on the spot, but I, I know when I saw you, I was like, I want to talk to him. Okay, <laughs> so I appreciate that's it. That's fine here. All right. Thanks. Take care. Hey, you give him a card, too. Hey, it was nice meeting you, and uh, pretend to give him my card since I'm not there. Yeah, we'll we'll exchange information. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. So, uh, yeah, basically one of the main things that I noticed from this event uh, this year mm -hmm. is that Corey's out there uh, without me, and he he got to have an unveil <laughs> unveiling of a new Ethereal Sun case. And uh, it happened to be your case. Yeah, but who wants to wear that thing all over the conference? Is <laughs> that? I said we should have brought it in here, but who wants to wear that thing all over the conference? How do you not have it in there right now? Like, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I was hoping you outside of the building, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> act like I care. No, you, you guys work for me. You make <laughs> I kid. Uh, You're saying I should run up and get that. <laughs> we will add in here. Um, no, but the, so it looks. All right. First thing is because I I knew a little bit about how the case was coming together and everything. Um, the darker color stain on the bamboo, uh, that looks fantastic. Now, I need to see that in person, and I'll probably see that come Nam. I'm gonna try yeah. see see what we can do. But uh, yeah, man, did you do black? Are they black or are they like a like a chocolate or what is that? It's a uh, black rails. Yeah, I'm digging it. Yeah, so we're recording, so I can't tell you the company, but uh, there's a well-known uh, motorcycle manufacturer uh, that uses this exact black. I know the supplier. I know a guy. And, uh, <laughs> so they're uh, they're what's called a uh, a soft touch black. So they actually feel good too, man. The fingers, it's like really nice. So very cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah about, it, um, about the copper rails that you did, like you had like hammered finishes like it's yeah. not just paint it's really high quality finishes too yeah these are powder coatings so it's got even different textures and you know like like we proved with your uh your flux green uh yeah. pretty much get anything there's some standard colors that i was using because uh i get it from the same it's my best friend he's a supplier of powder coating so and it's funny because someone asked me well do you do this in your shop and i was like no they actually get uh coated and finished in a, uh, it's a world course class manufacturing. If I told you the name of the company, you'd be like, oh, I know that company. Nice. <laughs> so he just kind of brings them in, you know, he's, he's got a good arrangement there because he supplies the paint and, uh, and you know, ISO 9001, you know, 9, applying kind of place. And, yeah. uh, you know, so they're nice and hard. So, I mean, I, oh, even, I, even, great. I even slipped with the drill on uh, Corey's and I was like, <laughs> so that was good. Perfect. Yeah, I can't wait to get it home, man. You, you gotta see it. It's a uh, freaking beautiful. Because <laughs> it was, uh, it was. I mean, it was just last week that it wasn't even finished, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, you, Truth you, be told, I, I built that this week. There you go. <laughs> so we, uh, it was funny because I ordered for a direct from the manufacturer for rails, and uh, that was an interesting experience. And I'm like, uh, they're coming from where? From Asia? <laughs> Oh, wow. How long are going to take? Oh, they'll be there in a week. I'm like, I hope so. So there was a couple close calls with uh, a few of the things I needed, but uh, you know, God's good. So it all came You know what I, I got a kick out of is because you said, well, uh, the, the power connection. Oh, yeah. Power, right? So Ken hooked me up. We did his. He said, look, God, Ken's like, I did all the research. Here's the best uh, fused outlet. So I've just been using those. Now. I'm like, that's great. 
So I ordered those like a week ago, mm-hmm. and they weren't there by the time I had to leave for the show. I like, <laughs> look stupid with a hole there, but okay. I, mean, I was up to apologize, and then my wife had to run back home because uh, we're low, we're only forty five minutes from the con, mm-hmm. and uh, you know she's like, yeah, they were they stuck them out over on, like in the front of the garage behind some stuff, you know. Like, <laughs> she just happened wow. to see it because my car wasn't there like all oh, perfect time. <laughs> wow, and I was like, man, I, I hope I got the hole right. It's like. Fitch is perfect. So I was like, thank you. That's good. Yeah, man. It's 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 really nice. Actually, um my screen. Well, I could, but the audio would be all crazy. But yeah, you know what? I did a video on it, like when we talked about it a little more in depth, and we kind of showed the case and we had it in a nice well-lit area of the con. So uh, there's a video you'll see it, it's a ethereal sun uh uh URAC cases. On B Boy Tech Reports YouTube channel is just up there like maybe a half hour, hour ago. So yeah, definitely check that out, man. I guess I'm gonna guess that you did not proactively put pictures up on your site. Nope. <laughs> not yeah, well, who? Oh, uh, on Steve's site? Yeah, of the new case. Now mine's no. up, I'm gonna screen share no. that. Yeah, no, we did a big reveal. Uh Oh, I don't even think I saw this one with 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 mine on the palette. Oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We got you. Go to the about page, Ken. We got your story in there too. You and mine. I can't be any more happy with mine. I mean, it's it's just such a fantastic, and it's so well built. I mean, it's rock solid. It really is. It's excellent craftsmanship. I mean, I'm it now. I can't thank you enough. Yeah, that's 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 dope. Yeah. So so this thing, I mean. This kind of gives you an idea of like how how serious these things are done. I mean, and you can look at this. This is hold on, let me see if I can click on it. And look at it. Look at the grain on there. It's I mean, it's solid, solid bamboo on here, and just you can see the connection on the back. And uh, we had, we had done the the air venting holes on here, and yeah, so Corey's is a, pretty much is a, a exact match to that. For yeah, the ventilation. as far as ventilation and the power. Yep, yep. So Kim, when are you plan on getting uh, uh, power for, for for your case? I had power for my case. Yeah, right? no, I mean, yeah, you have power for your case, but I mean, you know, the power linear, whatever they call, it. yeah, linear. Yeah, I have I have power for my case. Oh, do um, you? I, didn't I really- do. I have I have two separate linear power supplies. Um, however, even though I have those, I'm currently using just two of the SensorTech superpowers because um they work great and i have no reason not to um, yeah <laughs> so like i have i have them and i also um again this shout out to paul schreiber who he's actually working on a uh, on a new power module right now but um a while back I, I was talking to him about power and he had recommended using condor one power supplies um which are like you know they're used in computer industry and medical industry and whatnot, and you could easily convert them to Eurorack power. And uh, and I actually built one out of that, and also I built one um, from a custom uh, board that uh, Jesse from Animodule had made. Uh, so he and I are the only ones with that uh, particular linear power supply, and it works really great as well. Right. Uh, I I tend to, in truth. Part of the the reason why it is the way it is is that I tend I am intending to change some of my power uh, distro boards mm-hmm. and um, right now I have 
I've got what I think three filtering noise distribution boards in there and then two that aren't. And I want to put the two that uh, aren't, I want to make those noise filtering as well. And once I do that, then I'll mount everything nice because then it'll be permanent. So but now I'm quite happy with how it is. Yeah, those are nice bus bars. That's uh, put those in for one. Uh, yeah, exactly. Force case. Okay. Put them in. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, Ken, did you hear about, uh, and you've probably seen it now if you got a chance to go around to the Roland? The Roland D05? D05? Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about that? So I have some thoughts about that, man. Um, yeah. So I've been talking with a couple of different manufacturers for a while now, and I've been saying, oh, you know, I'm really into these kind of sort of vintage digital sense. And, and like St. Joe knows, like I've always had a thing for like older digital sense that some people were like, oh, that's junk. But like they have character, just like analog sense have character. They have a very specific sound to them. And I'm with that. Uh, the whole DCB thing, you know, I saw a lot of people mocking it, but it, it makes a lot of sense to me because, for instance, I have like the SQ80 back here and the Emacs over here. Those chips and everything that goes into them, the, the converters and the actual, uh, you know, the way that those chips work, everything in them, they have a sound that simply bit crushing and sample rate reducing does not give you that same sound like if they have something about them that's different and it sounds really cool it has i don't necessarily know if it's just like a noise or what it is but it's something interesting now i would i'm i'm cool with the idea of doing dcb to get that same exact sound that's cool with me it, it, it's kind of sort of maybe wasting power to do something like that but at the same time it's cool and you still get 16 voices on that thing so i'm happy with that the part that kind of makes me sad is, so you get this D50. One, I think boutiques are about two inches, two to three inches too small for my personal taste. Mm -hmm. But you get this D50 in this tiny little package, but there's no PG-1000 to go with it. And the PG-1000 gave you all the, like for sound designers, it gave you all the knobs and or, or all the faders so that you could adjust all the partials, hands-on control, and all that sort of thing. When you see Eric Persing in his um, advertisement video for it, which, by the way, is a fantastic video, and I'm a huge fan of Eric Persing. I mean, anybody who's a sound designer, you pretty much have to be a fan of that guy. He's, he's you know, he's amazing. But you see him as he's going through it. He has a PG-1000 right next to his, you know, D50, <laughs> and he's... Now, so that's, that's the thing. Like, that's what's interesting about it. Like, for instance, with the JX3P, with the JX03, the Roland Boutique that they did, like, they basically put all of the, the PG... Put it all right there on the front, exactly. Yeah, put it all right there on the front. So I'm kind of surprised to see that they didn't do that with this, because that's kind of... Or at least find a way, like, because you that on there, but at least maybe, like either incorporate hey maybe they have a boutique controller like that's like a sidecar for it or yeah. put like maybe like you know a, a bank of eight faders that you can you know with a little oled display that'll let me switch between them so that i know what's what that would be cool for me like i i would be okay with that and out of the majority of the boutiques this is one of the ones this along with that 8-bit synth is one of the few that doesn't look like it's so fiddly because it's so small you know what i mean and that's mainly because there's just not a lot of front panel controls 
Yeah. Hey, you know, something that I, I ran into here that I think was dope is um, by a place called Michigan Synthworks. Have you heard of them? Uh, sounds a little familiar, but I can't place it. I named Raph, I guess, is the owner of Michigan Synthworks, and he makes an eight-voice uh, Sid synth, uh, tabletop synth. What's Looks it pretty good. Sounds pretty good. Uh, actually, the his name of his company is called Michigan Synthworks. Let me pull up a picture to kind of show a bootleg. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> you start talking Sid, and I start getting excited. <laughs> um, I love I love Sid the Sid sound. Um, some Sid synthesizers are better than others. Uh, some are pretty buggy. Some some are pretty cool. I know Twisted Electrons has a pretty cool one. Um, yeah, this one always reminded me of, of Twisted Electrons, kind of I guess because of the grid that's on it. But uh, let's see, this is a, like a picture from my phone, but and it's green. You know, yeah, it's grainy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and it has yeah, it has all the green on it. He said the 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 green knobs. He he had to solder like these in there, and it looks great, man. Me and my guy was standing there messing with it, and the only thing is, you you want to throw it into a nice filter because obviously the filter on those those Sid chips. Yeah, the Sid analog filter is it is what it is. I mean, it's not super powerful, mm -hmm. but you know, but it has a great sound to it. Like it, 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 it has a very character, characterful sound when you start processing those messed up sound and waveforms because the waveforms on on a SID chip do not, they're not, they're very aliased and very um, mm -hmm. dirty. You know, yeah, yeah. They kind of warble a bit too. For being digital, they warble. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. I would definitely throw those into a different, uh, something different right there. Now, there's another thing. Uh, Chase Bliss. You know Chase Bliss? Mm, nope. In our home, yeah. yeah, right? So Chase Bliss has um, these really dope pedals. Um, and they're, they're showcasing it with a Juno 106. Mm -hmm. And apparently one of the guys that used to work for Zivix, if, if anybody out there, if y'all know Zivix, uh, that did the Lo-Fi Junkie pedal and Lo-Fi Junkie Eurorack module that makes everything kind of sound like dirty. Yeah, 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 I love that. Vinyl, and it kind of makes everything really lo-fi. So I guess the guy that um, used to work for them that I think designed the Lo-Fi Junkie is with them now, and he made, see that white one right there, vinyl? Warped vinyl, yeah. Yeah, warped vinyl. So it's a similar thing to Lo-Fi Junkie, and I, I was playing the Juno 106 through that, and where's the delay? Tonal recall right above it. Okay. Their pedals look incredible and they sound even better. And there's dip switches on the back where you can kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's right up my alley, man. Um, it's there. <laughs> yep. Two eight. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love stuff that lets you touch way more things than you should be allowed to. Yep. And I'll tell you, Ken, this pedal sounds gorgeous i mean the stuff that it does to sense like you know you can throw a square wave into it yeah. and, huh i said do you have any idea the price point on this because i'm ready to go already i'm just looking at it like yeah, I need that. 349 oh that's not bad 
Yeah. So the delay actually has the, the tonal uh, tonal recall delay has um, bucket brigade delay chips in them. And I don't know if there's different kinds of BBD chips. Well, there there there's reissues now where like they're pretty readily available now. So that's okay. yeah. So apparently that one has the same kind of BBDs in it that the old Memory Man had. And that's that's one thing they kept saying. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep up with these guys, man, because I think they're making some dope products. One, it sounds good to begin with. Hey, Corey, then just the possibility of the says right on here it says uh it's built around four reissued versions of the legendary mn3005 bucket brigade delay chips so yeah these are these are the the, the new reissue versions of that um which to my ear i i you know i don't have enough of the older ones to to say any difference but i mean bucket brigade delay chip is bucket brigade yeah, delay chip. yeah they're incredible it sounds great that the, the guitar market's really strange in that like if you look at pedals like Klon and whatnot, like there's there's some pedals that are outrageously priced and have no business being priced like that. And it's yeah. because, oh, we have this exact transistor from XYZ and Jimi Hendrix once sneezed on it. And, you know, so they'll... Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> ridiculous. But this stuff to me, this looks way cooler than any kind of like, you know, like all the dip switches on here and all the extra controls. This looks yeah, awesome. man. it's incredible. It's really, really nice. I, I kid you not. Haven't heard it, and and I mean to look at it, it it's a really well crafted piece of of uh, kit. Oh, I like the knobs. Yeah, the knobs are really nice. I mean, they went the extra mile, and it, it just sounds damn good. That I I mean I can't front on it. It sounds really good. I'm definitely gonna check these yeah, out. You, you should check those out, man. Uh, Chase Bliss. So, you know, it's funny. I told him, I was like, yeah, man, I've, I've wanted a, a, a lo-fi chunky for the longest. He was like, cool. Well, here's Warp, warp the Vinyl, warp, warp, warp Vinyl, whatever it's called. And he started, we started playing stuff to it. And I was like, Duh, that's it. <laughs> that sound. That's what's up. Yeah. So here's another thing, Ken. I wanted to um, uh, talk about this open source um yeah, did you yeah, see it? Yeah, right? yeah. I'm, going, I'm definitely going to go download this. Yeah, it's an open source software Eurorack system called VCB. I did see Never. it. Yeah, yeah, this this is interesting. Um, now, what was the exact name of it again? VCB, like Victor, Victor Corey Victor. It was an yeah, open source virtual uh, Eurorack. Yeah. And I did a, I tried to get a walkthrough with them, but I think my signal was bad, so we went live on YouTube. So if you all look on uh, the B-Boy Tech Report YouTube channel, videos that I did today, that's one of them. So it's VCB, and it's a like open source virtual URL rack system. Up now for a screen share, so if you want to click on my window. Um, Andrew Belt. Andrew Belt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very cool, very cool dude, man. There it is right there. Uh, yeah, I was asking. Yeah, I was yeah, asking yeah. about because uh, like right now he says it's open source. Uh, it's free to download. That'll stay. Commercializations. I am working on that. He's got like four manufacturers mm -hmm. that uh, he's got modules for, which you know, which uh, who it's uh, mutable Defaco. instruments, Defaco, uh, synth synthesis technology. Yeah, E, e series synthesis technology. It's got the E three forty in there. Yep, Defaco. Uh, yeah, so this is cool, and this is kind of like it's kind of um, 
in my realm because I, I work so closely uh, with with Mike Romans of Romans Audio on his um, uh, System sixty three, which is which is similar to this, but it's inside of Reactor, um, which uh, you know the whole blocks thing and there, there's a lot of behind the scenes things as to why that's not out to the public right now. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, like I I really like these um, software modulars. They're great, uh, not just in a pinch and not just in mobile situations, but they're they're really great for being able to like share with your actual real modular. And it looks like this does. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a he had a uh, regular rack down below it, and then interconnecting, and it was just showing. I goes, yeah, it's all control voltage base each wire that you make the connection of, so you're truly, you know, modeling what's going on. Yeah, in physical rack. So it was it was cool. I think cool. I think he did a really cool thing with it, man. He was using some DC couple. I can't think of what audio interface he was using, but it was DC couple. Mm -hmm. So he was able to get back and forth from it. He said he hasn't tested it yet with uh, expert sleepers, but he's uh, like, I mean, there's no reason why it shouldn't work because well, I'll be testing that tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I didn't realize it was already up for download, so I just clicked download on it, and I have the expert sleepers uh, ES8 in my portable rack, so. Um, yeah, he's got a PC, Linux, and Mac. I think you downloaded for. And he says that that part will always be open source and free. So he's gonna need to feel for how you're gonna commercialize this. Yeah. But he was oh, module too. So uh, I'm gonna AB him uh, against the the uh, the other modules. You know, against the real deal. And so that's cool. I didn't actually ask him like that because he was like it's open source and free, and I was like yeah, there's a lot of work to do for open source. But obviously, which what you just said, yeah. he built himself a platform. Yeah, that he can create. It's like he created his own ecosystem. Yeah, and he said he partnered with Grayscale for hiring graphics and that part. He mm -hmm. said, and there was some extra. I didn't quite remember, but he said there was some extra stuff that he, he would have on the version when he goes live with it. So, mm -hmm. but he's only been at it since I think uh, October. He said, right? So, it was yeah. like, wow, a lot of work. That he, he put in a lot of work. Yeah, and and um, what I thought was dope is that he actually licensed. You know, he got the license. And permission to be able to use like mutable instruments and all that kind of stuff. Um, real dope. I'm impressed with it. And so, for any of you guys out there that's been thinking about going modular, don't want to spend the money to go modular. I mean, this is an interesting situation that you got here. You can download this for free. It's an open source platform. You get a lot of stuff that's there for free. You can really start to kind of mess around with, and it's on Mac, Linux, and PC. Yeah, definitely looks cool. And the other thing is that. Um being on Linux, I mean that that's interesting, man. Because uh, hopefully people keep hopefully people keep pressuring a Kai, and then um, you know they start allowing like Linux plugins to run on the MPCX and live. And if that happens, that could be really cool with the X's. Oh yeah, that could be pretty damn interesting. Yep, yep, yep. Well, then you still got the situation that the, you still got the situation that the 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 CV back of the MPCX is zero to five volts rather than plus or minus five volts. So yeah, um, but you can still if, if they make that happen with the plugins and stuff, this could be something real dope. Yeah, so so they don't do uh, negative at all on that, huh? On the MPCX. Nope. Oh, that's a miss. Yeah, it's a miss. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, there was something else that I wanted to mention, man. Uh, oh, I got a chance to play with 4MS, um, the sampler, the stereo sampler, and that, what is the, damn, the delay they're working on, it's not even out yet, and it got the little touch tap thing. You know what I'm talking about, Ken? 4MS's delay. Oh yeah, the, the tap delay? That, yeah, the tap delay, it's a, it's a tap delay, so they have like a little, a touch sensitive little strip at the mm -hmm. bottom. And um, it was so dope. What we did is the dude was like, hey, you got a favorite jam on your on your phone? And I'm like, yeah, I got a couple things on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I uh, plugged it in and we sampled one of the beats that I recently made. And I mean, it's a fully produced beat, but then we sampled it into the stereo sampler and I sampled it, you know, so it's like a perfect loop. I start scrubbing through it and the start points and you know, you could pitch it up and down and stuff. It was just so dope. Then he sent it through the tap delay. And I was, and then there's a reverse button. I mean, I was like the kid in the candy shop. <laughs> I was almost like, hey, can you turn your head so I could take this with me? Yeah. <laughs> just and claim insurance. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was real dope, man. Um, having played with Morphogene and now I play with that. I think I'll have to look into which one I'll end up getting because I think I gotta have one of those samplers in my in my in my case at some point. Yeah, it was cool uh, to see uh, Tenkai this year. Oh yeah, yeah, Tenkai. Yes, yeah. he, he was my uh, he was my table mate last year, and he was just you know he was kind of half solder and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> firm things. I'm like, what the heck is this? And Ken's like, oh, this thing's amazing. I'm like, okay, Ken, as long as you say it's amazing, I'm yeah. not sure. Did you see that journey this year? It's like. Just really good feeling buttons on there. Silicone soft, buttons, yeah. very refined. Yeah, so it was just. So here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. You know when I get up, you know I'm going and grabbing something. But <laughs> um, Tenkai is amazing. And, yep. Um, you know, I'm opening something real quick. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm killing two birds with one stone because I'm reading in the chat. People are talking about. Um, about how Eurorack cases are the expensive part of Eurorack and this and that. And my my reply um, is that cases can be very inexpensive. Now, ethereal sun cases are boutique sex. Ethereal sun <laughs> are for, for the Eurorack user who wants something really quality and looks good. Not everything mm -hmm. looks good, but... Yeah want something that actually it, you you're not going to be ashamed when you pull it out and show people um you know or you know some a lot a lot of artists and bob moog was was famous for this as well where a lot of artists you know how something feels and how uh how you interact with an instrument directly affects your inspiration and mm -hmm. oh yeah that's yeah. why Moog. moog was the way that it was. That's why you know his synthesizers were, were designed in a specific way. Was because he he understood that relationship, um, and that's that's where things like ethereal sun cases come in in into play. Where you want something that's going to inspire you even more than just the simple modules that are inside of it. Um, that being said, you can do the DIY route. You can do the very affordable route, et cetera, et cetera. So don't be turned off by modular saying, oh, modular is expensive. Um, something like this right here is this is like a $200 case. You know what I mean? Like this is, 
really, it, it's a completely portable case that I built myself. I got an attache case. Um, I got some removable hinges for it so I could take the lid off. Um, lots of cool stickers. You got to have cool stickers. The stickers abound, yeah. And then, you know, some rails and whatnot, and you can mount it. Now, it's not anywhere near as good looking as something like an ethereal sun case, but it's utility. You know what I mean? So it, it gets me. Ken, it's totally cool that you're, you're saying that because there are some people like, man, I'm just getting started. I love this. I mean, I love what your cases are, but you know, and I even have like uh, just a simple rail with some end caps for like 125 bucks for Napcon. Kind of had that. But I said, I said, go to YouTube. There's a guy that put together a cardboard case. Yeah, yeah. The cardboard. So you'd be surprised. You build it right. I go that. I go. You don't let that. I mean, it's gonna cost you nothing. You can, mm -hmm. you can, yeah, yeah, you exactly. Little, little tape boxes laying around. Yeah, you know, so, I go. It works. It looks great. Mm -hmm. I said. So don't. I go. I mean, I've, I've literally put modules into um, into cardboard boxes. Like I cut the cardboard that the module itself was shipped to me in and mounted it into the cardboard. That's right. All right. Yeah. One guy showed me a picture. He used soup cans. Get out of here. <laughs> I got to wrap these up. We're not space, but I can't read the little box This is a soup can. Because he said the first thing I did was on a piece of plywood, but it wasn't shielded. So my body capacity is going to change it and drift in the pit. And stuff. So I guess I thought, well, I'll use a can. So I use soup cans. <laughs> Literally, it was cool. It was like, wow, that's crazy. I thought, that's a good topic. <laughs> This is Tupperware, and I just cut out the yes. <laughs> and it's a case. You know what I mean? Like the case, you know, it can be what it can be. You know what I mean? Like that's, but you know, if you want to have something a little bit more inspiring, just like you know, some guys in their studios have a table that is, you know, just a a piece of board and it's barely held together, and you know that is what it is. You know, and then some people like I've got a Azor Yesk which is what all my gear sits on. It's a very beautiful desk and it has like racks in it. You know, it's, it's beautiful, you know, but I didn't always have stuff like that. And I, I didn't always have money for stuff like that. And that's fine. You know, um, but I, I should post, I should I'll, post a picture of my uh, first prototype. It was with pink styrofoam that you stick on uh, for insulation. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, check this out. I wanted to, I want to show this. Oh yeah. Right. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I so like this is this is an Ethereal Sun three uh, U. Is it one hundred four? Yeah, one hundred four. Yeah. So, and how much something like this go for? At Nabcon, those I'm letting that go for one hundred twenty five bucks right now. And I may, if I have some left over, I'll uh, I'll offer the guys on the show. It's like you know, mm -hmm. hit me up at Steve at Ethereal Sun, and I'll probably give you the same price. So this is what's cool about it. I mean, it, it, you can see. Like, I mean, obviously, it's still the same good construction. You get bamboo ends. Get the matching screws. Yeah, yeah. You see? The screws all matching with the color. And he has various colors and stuff. And it's still really high quality, but it won't cost you an arm and a leg. And it's yeah. a good way to get started and have something that looks really nice. If you still wanted to go the route to have something that's well manufactured, well made. Yeah, and I made some end cheeks that were more like the uh, happy endings ones. So you got like three different positions to uh, for angles and stuff. I thought, but some people like the flat ones. You know, mm -hmm. the feedbacks and I like that. I want flat ones and stuff. So yeah, that Corey's uh, got there. I have uh, I have those. Those are the blonde kind of the blonde bamboo, but I got them in uh, more like Corey's case. And then there's a tiger, which is a mixture of light and uh, dark. So I don't know if I. And any of those, I only had a couple pictures on there, so yeah, yeah, get those up. 
that, but I, I wanted to show. So um, before I, I'm going to do a screen share of it because I'm pretty sure I have a, a picture of it. But this is the prototype of the um, Zeta Ohm Fluxus One right here, and it's it's mm -hmm. the, the the panel looks meh, but his new panel that I hadn't seen nice. until KnobCon looks gorgeous uh, because I know a lot of people were saying. Uh, I was getting a lot of people saying, oh, I don't like the way the module looks because of, of you know, this, that, and the third. And I was like, well, the, the look is kind of part of the whole module. It's, 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 you know, it's quirky. It's different, you know, and you got to look. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. You know what? I'm glad you bring that up, Ken, because I talked to Tenkai while I was here. And he said some store, I don't know the name of the store, even if I, even if I did, I wouldn't say the name of the store. But he, he said there was some store on it. It was like, yo, we're not carrying that. It's ugly. <laughs> or, or it looks strange, so we're not carrying it. You know what I mean? And it's like, really? I thought we were about music here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? I've seen some pretty weird modules out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I want to, um, let me see if I can find, I'm going to, you guys can talk a little bit about this stuff. I'm going to try and find, so did you get a chance to have him demo the, the Fluxus one to you while, while you were there? Yeah, well, his brother was, was making some uh, cool music on it while I was there. I didn't get a chance to video it. Um, I actually expected to get more video today, but obviously they got away from me. And speaking of that, it's after four, and so I got to get out of here. <laughs> so I wish I could stay a little longer, but yo, I got to get back to LA, and I got to get over to the airport, drop off the car, and uh, get on a plane. So, yo, I appreciate you for joining me, Steve. Hey, appreciate, appreciate the work that you did on that case, man. It's a, it's a work of genius. It's and I, and I got to get back to the booth because my wife's man in it. She's gonna be like, so you said 40 minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> hey Ken, thanks for joining us, man. I wish you were here with us, yo. Yeah. yeah, well listen, just just you know, travel safe and everything. And uh yeah, if you get a chance, uh just bump into Paul and just kind of swipe a, a E352 for me. Uh yeah, I'll do that. But I'll have I'll to swipe. I'll distract him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He don't even have any more left here. So uh -huh. like you'd only be able to take this demo. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, people, thanks for joining. And uh yo, I'll catch y'all on the flip side. This has been uh Beat People Podcast at Nabcom. I'm here to say Nam. I'm ready to Nam. This is Nabcom twenty seventeen. Signing off. Peace. Peace. Oh, this way. I always do that. You gotta fix it. <laughs>